We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. We're also presented to you by Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. We'll talk about all of those guys here in a minute. I'm Neil McCready, Tyler Siski. Yo, yo, yo. Here as well. Hope you everybody had a great weekend. It's Monday, August the 14th, a little after 2 p.m. Central Daylight Time here on, uh, on this day as we inch closer and closer to the start of the uh, football season. We've got some preseason football that has happened. We'll talk about some uh, preseason stuff. The AP Top 25, the preseason AP Top 25 is out. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that as well. Tyler's got his picks ready for uh, his college football playoff. I'm going deep. Well, I'm, we're, not, we're not wasting time. We're going after it. We're going after juggler veins today. Tyler's going after it. I've got to come up with mine here in a minute. We'll talk about some other things. Tyler spent the weekend in Nashville at the Nashville Personnel Symposium. It's good. Which is just a code, fancy words for a bunch of personnel guys got together and drank. Uh, so we'll talk about uh, we'll there. Talk about that. We'll talk about some other stuff as uh, as well here on the show. One that is brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, and zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. So check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. And are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea. It packs a flavorful punch. 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football, your passion 
for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. So speaking of rain, so Friday, one of the speakers at the uh, personnel symposium was Jeff Collins, our good friend. Yeah, I saw that. So Jeff, uh, Jeff's wife, I guess he was drinking too many sodas, so she made him get off of the sodas. So I got him on rain, and so he was crushing a matter of fact a cherry limeade. Oh, uh, and he he got done. He's like, dude, you know, I was up there talking about that forty forty five minute mark of the speech, and I started getting I started getting a little crazy. I was like, that's right, baby, it that's... will it will it it works. So we got Jeff on the rain. Jeff's been crushing uh. Uh, crushing the rain so that's good all right neil i want to start uh today um we did the show early on wednesday last week because thursday i was going to take uh took my kid uh knox my seven-year-old uh to the saint jude's uh fedex first round of the playoffs uh golf tournament there in uh, memphis at tpc Southwind. and dude what a unbelievable experience if you if you have small children um i know that you know Thursday just seemed to be the perfect day because it was, first of all, it was overcast and rain had come through. They backed it up. But it's one of those days, you know, you remember with your kids forever. You know, and I, I, I didn't, now I'm going to preface this. I, I got two older ones that I was working the whole time. I didn't get to spend a lot of time with them. But just, there wasn't, wasn't a lot of people there on Thursday. And so we were able to get around. Um, and I want to say a big thank you. I know he's not listening, but maybe somehow Cole will clip something and it'll get to him. Um, Tony Finau is a very good golfer, obviously. Um, what a uh, he! So Tony, if you're if this ever gets to you, you made a seven year old kid's day, and that's something he'll remember forever. Uh, we went down. Uh, if you've been there, you'll know what I'm talking about. Hole 15 is like as far the tee box is as about as far away from the clubhouse as you can get. And we sat there and watched, I don't know, seven groups come through there and tee off. And uh, nobody, literally no other people around. And so it was at the end, you know, it was at the end of the day when he got there. So I was like, look, when he wanted to see Tony Finau, that's his guy. Mm -hmm. And so we waited. And then once he teed off, we kind of followed him around and then went home because there was only a couple groups left. Uh, We watched him play the last three or four holes. And anyway, so we get there. uh, Tony Finau gives Knox his ball. And... Again, I'm sure they do this for a bunch of – but just a small gesture. Yes. A small gesture. Yes. He has a fan for life. You know, Knox loves golf. That's all he talked about, and he had it in his pocket. He kept trying to pull it out, and I was like, hey, just put it up. <laughs> you know, that's probably – and it's really cool. So, Tony Finau has a bunch of kids. He marks his ball. He puts one of his kids' initials next to the number. You know how it says, like, this one's a title. It says title and the number's three. He puts his kids' initials uh, on the side of it. Uh, and gives and gives him a ball, you know, daps him up. Just to, of course, five seconds of his time. Five seconds. Yep. And there were there were thirty golfers that went through there before somebody did that. You know what I mean? Yep. And I get it now. I understand because look, this is the FedEx Cup playoffs. This is for like twenty million bucks. Yeah, sure. Get it? Sure. Uh, but just somebody that really uh, made his day and uh, felt like I was dad of the year. You know, it was just an awesome, of course. awesome time on that. Of course. I had that experience in San Francisco a few years ago. With uh, We got got to get down on the field. It was Cubs playing the Giants in San Francisco, and um, Carson was wearing his uh, Javier Baez jersey. And um, 
Baez, who at the time was having probably the year of his career, make the all-star team, was an MVP candidate, the whole deal. He saw the jersey and uh, pointed at him and said, wait for me, let me finish BP. And he finished his BP, and he went and dried his face off and all that stuff. And then he came over to Carson, shook his hand. Carson, was we, we were so sh- shocked by it. We didn't get him to sign anything. We, yeah. got, we got a picture, yeah, which the picture's worth you know a lot. And it was cool. Yeah, and it was just a moment. Just a moment. Only took only took 15, 20 seconds of his day. But yeah, he made made fans for life. I mean, you know, there was there's no question in our house when that I mean, we'd by that point I guess we'd already named a dog Rizzo, but at that point, um we would have named him Baez instead or Javi. The, ne- the next the next dog in the recruiting yeah, house. Yeah, it was just got, you know, it's cool. Got named. Yeah, it's cool. It's one of the things that you hope that sports that athletes do. You hope that they are cognizant of the fact that there's usually a person there who you can make not only his day, but you can you can make a fan for life with just a quick gesture. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and speaking of making fans for life, Lucas Glover has a fan for life. <laughs> so Lucas, Lucas, if you're listening or if this gets back to you, um, I you know we're in Tennessee, sports betting legal. I get on the DraftKings app right there in the parking lot. Yep. And I play fantasy golf. I'm a big fantasy golf guy. Love it. Okay. Um, and I'm like into it. It's like one of my things. I yeah. enjoy. Sure. Um, so I have a whole like, you know, all the stats and each course is different and all that stuff. So I build my model this week and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my top five golfers. And I'm going to put $10 on my top five golfers. And so I put them out there and uh, well, one, ranked third in my model was Lucas Glover. And I'm like, man, I'm just throwing this money away. I said, Danny, Danny Glover's kid? No, no, not no, Danny Glover's okay, kid. Okay, sorry. I was like, when I placed the bet, I was like, man, I'm throwing this money away. I said, but just what if? Because it never hits in golf like that, especially these events, right? Okay. So he's plus 8,000. Okay. All right, I put 10 bucks on it. All right. Well, we go out. Well, he's in the first group that tees off on Friday, on Thursday, excuse me. So we follow him for a couple of rounds, you know, or a couple of holes, and then picked him back up, watched a good bit of him. And he was like, you know, he was he was up there. He was like in tenth place. I was like, okay, maybe, you know. But he got Scotty Scheffler. You got all these guys, Rory, lurking. I'm like, eh. dude. Friday, Friday, we're on our way to Nashville, and so a uh, guy that works with me is named Patrick Nolan. So he was he's from Georgia. Worked with Kirby at Georgia. He works with me now. He is the biggest haint of all time. If he bets on the same thing that you bet on, you're guaranteed to lose. This guy's like the worst luck of all time. <laughs> So I'm talking about, he's like, well, who'd you bet on? So I told him, I was like, hey, you never know. Lucas Glover's like, you know, he's he's a couple back. And I got him at, at uh, plus 8,000. Little did I know in the backseat of my truck, this guy puts a bet on live bet on Lucas Glover. At that time, it was like plus 4,000. Okay. So he tells me, and I'm just pissed. I'm like, I, well, I, I've, lost, I've lost the bet. <laughs> you just did me in. And so I told him, so all day Saturday, we're watching Friday. He's got the lead. Saturday, we're, I mean, I'm supposed to, you know, I'm, I'm working. I'm doing my job. But I had I had a, brought a whole extra monitor so I could watch the golf tournament. <laughs> okay. And so, and, and so I'm watching the golf tournament in the corner of my eye, and he's got a lead. And I literally told Patrick, I said, look, Patrick, we're going home tomorrow, and we're leaving here about 1230. I said, if we're on the way home, and you're in the car with me, and he starts to lose the lead. You're out. I said, I will pull over and put you on the side of interstate, and you can Uber home. <laughs> I mean, I was that serious about it. So, um, <laughs> what if anybody's ever caught an Uber on the interstate, just walking the interstate? He was about to find be the first one. I was dead serious because <laughs> he he kills it. But so I was I was debating 
because I got it after the third round. I got the cash out at like it was like one eighty, I think. It's like, but I'm looking at him like, okay, that's eighteen to one odds. That's that's good money. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good for a ten dollar bet. And then I was like, you know, not me. I'm not going to do that. I was like, that's that's so soft. So I was going, let's ride it. And so, dude, yesterday I'm riding home, and you could still cash out long as you're in Tennessee. So I could get all the way to about forty five minutes from the house before I would have to cash out. And dude, he was about he was like on hold nine or ten with a two stroke lead, and it was like plus four hundred and something. And I was like, but that's forty to one odds. I mean, and I didn't do it. I didn't cash it out. And so, um, homie hits Lucas hits it in the water on fourteen. I was so pissed. I was like, you held it together for sixty eight holes. He had a two shot lead, and then he hits a bomb to only bogey instead of double bogey, and then. Um, he rolled a couple long par putts in and won in the playoff, dude. And I, yesterday, my wife still has no idea. So this is this is n- number one fact. I hope to God she's not listening. When you hit a big bet, don't ever tell your wife because she'll have it spent before it even before it even hits your bank account. So I'm going I'm going to use that money to start college my college football season this year. So hit it at plus eight thousand ten dollars paid eight hundred and ten. That's a good, that's good a, day. That's a good hit. It's a good day. I've never I don't think I've ever hit one. So your next child will be little Lucas Siski. Yeah. If we have another child with Lucas. First Glover of all, if Siski. we have another child, it's not mine. Okay. <laughs> but if we have another child, uh Hey man, those name, things aren't hundred percent. Brother, let me tell you something. You heard me. This a hundred percent in my eyes. Ninety nine point nine 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 doesn't doesn't equal one hundred. Let me tell you something. If you ever know of someone that's going through that male procedure to end things. Don't send them to talk to me. I'm the I'm I'm the ten percent that it didn't go so well. You know when they they say, oh this is great ninety percent of the time. Don't call me. Yours went bad. Bad coach. <laughs> bad coach. It was terrible. Worst single worst experience of my life. I mean I, I'd rather fall off a roof again than do that. Oh my god. It was terrible. And it, it went on for like a month. It was terrible. Oh yeah. I had to coach with it. Try coaching football, coaching receivers with some cantaloupes attached. <laughs> I was going to ask, was uh, swelling? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my it God. It was a ba- bad deal. Bad deal. How about that? This episode brought to you by the Biden administration. <laughs> All right. Um, let's you, know, t- you know there's a cure for that. Just, <laughs> I mean, it's all the rage these days. God. <laughs> well, you got to say that before we say Biden here. Biden here is 2024. Yeah. Officially canceled. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's get off that. Yeah. My, my, yeah. Yeah. I can already hear it right now. My wife's going to be busting my ass. Some, some of her friends are going to tell her I talked about it. I'm in trouble. There we go. I'm in the doghouse. All right. Um, NFL preseason yep. kicked off this weekend. Look, I, I can't do all this shit, man. I can't do the... One, you know, a guy gets 10 plays of preseason and we're, we're either ready to give him the golden jacket. He's going to the damn Hall of Fame or he's a bust. No. I can't do it, man. No. But it's everywhere. So you're, not, you're not Justin Fields all, NFL All-Pro right now? No. Okay. Like, all right. Look, man, look. look. <laughs> he went three for three. God, I, had, I got some <laughs> friends that are Saints fans. They're determined they're winning the Super Bowl. They're determined. Okay. If you're serious when you do it, well, that's on you. But if you use it as a way to playfully go, okay, I'm, you know what? I'm getting into this season. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm good with that, too. Whatever whatever like makes you happy. But you got to be super careful reading too much into anything. Here's the only thing preseason really means. Guys like 
my boy Mason Brooks, who's fighting for a job on the commander's roster. Yes. Preseason snaps for him, they're huge. They're so big. Yeah. But if you're like watching a starting quarterback <laughs> in the NFL who's an established starting quarterback in the week one of the preseason who gets six snaps under the premise of whatever you do, don't get hurt. You just can't read anything to that. If he's a little off that day, it doesn't matter. If he's super on, it doesn't mean anything. It just nothing. It just doesn't. If you watch preseason because it's a football and there are two teams that are playing the game yeah, of football, just take it for what it is. Hey, all in. But if you're trying to, hey, I, I, I think this team might win the AFC or the Chiefs might be in trouble. No, no, no. What are the Ravens have won what like twenty four or twenty five straight preseason games? Is that right? Yeah, I didn't know that. It's like twenty four. I think. I think the number's twenty four. So we we took so. Are, you, do, are we? Are we? Do we think they're going to go tw- win twenty four regular season games in a row? We took Campbell and one of our roommates to a place in Nashville Saturday night. Like, was it Ravens Eagles that he was playing? Yes. Yeah, I, it was on. I wasn't watching. I wasn't paying yeah. attention. I, I didn't. But I, I did. I guess I noted that the Ravens were ahead. Here's what you get out of it. I mean, and it's what it's for. Is it's the sp- especially for quarterbacks, big speed of the game because the speed of the game is different. Like Stetson Bennett. His first pass, he's used to dropping back and always got a guy open. He can just kind of just nonchalantly not set his feet and whip one out there. Well, he about got it, took him back to the house. And he got it fixed after that. You know, O-lines are in general terrible in the in the preseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a part that you have to practice it, and they don't practice live in the NFL hardly ever because they're such good athletes they don't have to. But you got to get live reps. That's what the preseason's actually for. Um, and it'll get better as the year goes on, but uh, it's really and it's bad, bad anyway. But when you get after the starters get out, it's really bad. Yeah, because those guys won't. They don't only carry like eight guys. Yeah, on a roster. And there's no and line. there's no continuity with that unit at yeah, all. None. Right. And so they're a bunch of rookies, and then you only do certain. And here's the thing: is people don't understand this either. Preseason, the scheme is very scheme wise is very vanilla. Yeah, you're not out there showing some no. kind of game plan protection. No. Or anything like that, or you're, hey, the tricky blitz is the old man free bringing the nickel off the corner and undercutting the end, uh, you know, from a C gap to a B gap player. Oh, that's tricky. You know, that's right. just base stuff. And um, no, you're yeah. putting nothing on film. nothing, nothing. nothing. On so film. just this slow the roll on the preseason hot takes. Slow the roll. I will watch a little bit this week because you're going to see the starters play a little bit this week. This is the the week that is they'll this play. Week three. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you'll see them play this week, and then they'll take the last week off before they do that. Um, I do like the way that the NFL has uh, the last couple of years has changed the way they did the rosters. Instead of cutting after every game, they let the, they keep those guys all the way through the preseason, and they go from their preseason number all the way down. So a lot of cuts, but it gives they give them a week off. They used to play that last week. There is actually a basically a bye week between the start of the NFL season and the last preseason. Yeah. Game, so that's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, also. And you're going to be so proud of me because I wrote this down correctly. This is also starts week three of college preseason camp. There you go. As opposed to fall camp. There you go. Coach me, coach. I'm teachable. It's 100 degrees outside. There is nothing in the air right now. About that, Does that, it feel like fall right now? There's nothing outside. It's hot as hell outside. Now, supposedly, there's cooler weather coming in the next couple of days, and it yes. might actually feel like fall. But to date, in the month of August, no. it has yet to feel like fall. No, it's hot. It's hot. 
I did, I got I did the yard yesterday, and the uh, we got home from Nashville, and I, I I mowed the yard, and there was a storm that was kind of threatening to blow through. We didn't, actually didn't get anything, but it got dark and it cooled off. You didn't get any storm last night, Mm-mm. Coach? It flooded at my house. Really? I'm talking about lightning popping, flooding. The I mean, like, oh, I, I saw some lightning. Where I live, two miles from here, three miles. Yeah, no, like we, lightning was hitting in my yard. Oh, we didn't get it. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was wild. But it cooled off, and so for a for a moment. For a moment, it felt pleasant, but then, like this morning, it was humid again. So it's it hasn't felt like fall. Oh, it's they can't they uh back. No, and don't tell me Dwight is camp for the fall. If it's camp for the fall, then that's like <laughs> that's like that's like being speaking of Dwight. It's you just like let Dwight trigger you right there. That's it's one of like your triggers. Assistant to the regional manager is not the same as assistant regional manager. Look, Dwight. Look, it's real simple. It's. It's the difference between a lot and a lot. It's yeah. you, it's your, and you are. And a part it's and a part. Ma- it's, it's mask, it's mask, and it's vaccines, and it's fall camp. Those are Neil's triggers. And, you and, just and the other one, one, a part and a part. Yes. Drives me insane. Hey, do you know, do you know how good of a friend you are? I, my use of the English language is terrible, as we've established on the show over 94 episodes. <laughs> All right? Every single time now that I type the words... You're and you are and a part and a lot. I think of Neil and I go, okay, what, <laughs> what, would, right? what would Neil say? Because I know if he sees this, he's going to drill my eyes out. <laughs> so you have you have done that to me. Thank you very much. The apart one, it just kills me. Yeah. It kills me. All right, so, so happy to be a part of this team. <laughs> and it's like, a hey, one word. I'm like, so you're happy to not be with the team anymore? Like, I don't even what, know. What does that mean? Like. And I'm still not going to get it right. I'm just trying to hope. It just makes me think that Neil's going to kill me if I'm wrong. All right, so we got week three of preseason camp. Uh, to to give the idea of the fans of really what's going on, this this is the week the wall hits for these young guys. Yeah. This is your legs are tired. They're dead. Feels like you squatted 900 sets yesterday. They've never done this before. They've never done it before at this level. Um, so the wall hits, and so you're looking for guys to push through. But this is the week. It's a big week. This is the week that uh, reps are cut. Okay. Uh, and then the guys from a coach's perspective, the guys that are new guys or young guys that you know are going to play for you, you're going to start easing them in and try to get them some better looks with better, you know, if you're if it's a receiver. I would want to stick one of my young guys in with the ones and see how he can compete and how he, if he can still continue at that level because they've been doing all this stuff against the threes, right? Right. Because you're coming off that first scrimmage. Never fails. It happened here. I'm sure I, didn't, I don't know nothing about the scrimmage, but there's probably some three that showed out Saturday. Okay, all right, big boy, you got you earned it. Let's put you up here and see if you can do it with the twos or the ones. And so, um, it, and it's also the kind of the you're moving out from a coaching standpoint. You're moving out of that spring practice mode into game mode. Yeah, and, and we're gonna start. You know, for the good guys, we're gonna start getting your legs back. And I use that's what I use the young guys for. But we'll start getting your legs back a little bit and start getting you ready because next week uh, you're going to. Uh, Next week you're gonna get ready to start start playing. Um, with that being said, I wanted to. We've I've, you've never heard me say this, but I think we got a lot of coaches and a lot of young guys that listen to our show. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. A little bye week and preseason um, camp hack to help you being efficient and straight stole this from the goat. Nick Saban had never even heard of it before him. And it's something he does, and players don't even know. It's time but for it, Saban story time. Yeah, Saban, Saban story Saban time. Saban story time with but Tyler Siski. I thought it was it's we really good. A new segment. I think a lot of coaches um, have started have kind of stole this and do it. So you don't want to really start your game prep for your first game like two weeks out. It's always like a ten day window that you do that with the first game. And so when you come into that second week and you you go ahead and split in the scout teams, right? And look teams or whatever, and you and steal some. It's called stealing periods. So all the off season, you got these like you've studied your upcoming opponents. You're not worried about Mercer. You're about to do if it's Ole Miss and do a Mercer, or you're playing uh, a one double A team or whatever. You got a light game week one. You take one day and you like okay. So let's take Ole Miss for example, right? So one day we're gonna work on all the stuff we came up with in the summertime, breaking down Tulane, and let's see if how it looked. You want to get it on film, okay? So day one, the de- the kids don't even know it, but you're repping stuff that against Tulane's looks and Tulane's stuff. Hey, then the next day you switch over and, hey, we're going to have a day on Georgia Tech. And the kids don't know it, nobody knows it, but your preseason routes and things that you've come up with concept-wise, maybe blitz packages that they, that they bring or whatever, you rep that stuff to get it on film. And then the next day, maybe, you know, they play Alabama week four. And so you get a, basically a three a whole day of getting stuff on film. So when it comes game week, yep, it takes out your Sunday and you gain an extra day of prep. Oh, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And so you can all these preseason things that you've worked on in the summer and all that stuff. You can you can funnel them in. I thought that was great. We did it at Alabama in the preseason, and then we turned around and did it in a bye week. 
So in the bye week, instead of just going out there and running around and just to, just to stay active, we actually did scout team stuff, and we would do our next opponents to gain some extra days prep and get the stuff on film, and you can cut out some things that aren't going to work. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. So that's a good little deal. That was story time. Yeah, that wasn't really a saving story. That's just where I learned it from. That was uh, Coach Siski story time. Yeah. It's brought to you by BetterHelp. <laughs> it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, how to get an extra prep period, there's no better way, no better feeling. Therapists can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts, mentally relax a little. For me, it was a life changer. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, it's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. Switch therapist anytime when you want to be a better problem solver. Therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com MPW. All right, over the weekend, it happened Saturday while we were at the uh, symposium, so I got a lot. We've talked about this a lot. Jim Harbaugh and his four-game agreement that had previously been agreed upon got rejected by the Committee on Infractions. So my man is going into the season with no suspension, and they're going to basically re-examine it after the year and uh, go forward with 24, you know, try to get something in 24 – penalty you can take this a couple ways one is they found something else out mm-hmm. and they didn't think a four-game suspension was good enough okay or they did not like but it's really weird like why would you agree on something and then take it back that's the question i want to know because they agreed on it at yes. first look you're asking and i'm sure you share the sentiment well you have to be careful here <laughs> i don't about, yeah i this is the only thing i have to be careful on not really, but I just don't think the NCAA is a serious um, organization. I don't. I don't think they're very ethical. Um, I don't have any respect for them. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. I put nothing past them. All right. So the penalties were basically. I know there's some joke about a hamburger or something everybody does. Well, it was something about. But that's not really what yeah, it was about. Yeah, it was something about COVID practices, right? No, well, so or recruiting deals, recruiting or deals during COVID, right? Yeah. So they ha- had. Uh, unofficial visits or whatever that they let kids tour the building during COVID. Kids weren't vaccinated. Hey, or guys, something. guess what? Every team in America broke that rule to some extent. Not not drastically, okay? Such a risk. But every single kid, every yep. single program, like, and I've said this before, I'm not breaking news here. My job was to look at NCAA rules mm-hmm. and find every way to get right up on that line and just tap dance on that line. It's, I mean, hard as I could. Oh, that's not what it said. And just gray area the hell out of every rule. That's literally your job. Like, that's called creative. Like, they celebrate you. And guess what? Shocker. Hand-raised guy. You get good jobs if you're really good at it. You want to be really You want to be good in recruiting and recruiting jobs? Tap dance on that line. You didn't break them. You just tap dance on the, on the gray area. So... A lot of gray area tap dancing went on this rule. Lots. Okay? Like, you could do, because you could do during COVID, you could go take the normal student tour that was involved with a university. You just couldn't do the athletic facility tour and talk with the coaches. 
How many stories you think I've heard of people waving out the window as they drove through the parking lot? I mean, it's it's ridiculous, man. I don't like the way you're joking about this. <laughs> I mean, I, I really don't. I mean, <laughs> you brought people. Did you quarantine them first before you brought them into the building? No, you didn't. You wasn't supposed to bring them into the building. Okay, well, first of all, I wasn't working during COVID. So. Were you properly masked? Triple mask, actually. I had an extra one on the side. I mean, I just don't like the way you kind of flippantly <laughs> disregard what was clearly rules that were designed to save lives. All right, so I got two thoughts on this. One is I don't think Jim Harbaugh's too pissed about it. It's if it's something that's bad. No, nothing's going to happen. Well, either, or, or either, he's leaving. I mean – if it gets bad, he'll just go back to the NFL. Sure, He's good. of course. All right. Of if course. if and he could get any NFL job he wanted to get, probably if he really wanted. Probably not any, but there not are any, multiple. But several. There are probably in a, is, there he could get one. Multiple NFL jobs that he could get his hands on. All right, and then two is this. I don't know if I wouldn't kick it down the can because I think the more time that goes on, we're closer and closer to just saying to the hell with the NCAA. Yes, one hundred percent. With the current college landscape. If you said, if you told me, hey, look, in 2024, there is no NCAA, I, I just would be like, I, I don't, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I'm not sure that you could throw much at me in terms of uh, that would surprise hypotheticals you. or whatnot that I'd go, oh, no, that's the bridge too far. No, yeah. I, I don't. That wouldn't surprise me at all. But I just think it's ridiculous on that part. But uh, same kind of, let's talk a little coach, Kenny Dillingham, head football coach at Arizona State. I thought this was so interesting, and it did not get the the news coverage it deserved. Yeah, I saw this. Um, Kiffin retweeted this. Oh, did he? Yeah. This is great. He was uh, being interviewed by the media, you know, the local beat writers at uh, Arizona State after practice, and he was the first one that I've heard. I could be wrong. If if somebody else has done it, I apologize. I did not hear it. Mm -hmm. He publicly recognized a booster for building his football team. And I quote, he says, we wouldn't have a football team without Nap Lawrence. So Nap Lawrence, you you got a you got a good relationship with your head coach. And he went over and over. He said, I don't care what service you put this out on, let it be known publicly. We would not have a football team without Nap Lawrence in this current market. Talking about NIL and playing players. And obviously what he meant is we wouldn't have players who we, quality we, players. We wouldn't have the same kind of team. Yeah. And uh I really like Kenny, by the way. I think he's a rising star. Um, Man, he's at a, Memphis, Auburn, I, went to yeah. Oregon. Now he's at Arizona State. Yeah, I don't. Guy have, can do it now. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. quote. I mean, he's he's telling. Look, I like coaches that t- tell just the truth. Out tell loud. it. Tell the truth out loud. Just say it. Right. Right. One hundred percent. You know, in this, and good for him, man. And uh, Nat Lawrence, I'm I'm now I'm locked in. I'm watching every Pac four game that they're playing in. Every one of them, love it. So good job there with Kenny Dillingham. All right. Um, I'm gonna skip this in case we don't need it, and we'll come back to it later on. All right, I want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, I wanted to talk about the personnel symposium and some things that were getting talked about and things that were happening. You'll like this. All right, so I go there, you know, with Quick U, right? And the personnel symposium, they bring in speakers and they have, uh, you know, panels and things. And the amazing thing to me, one of the most things that just stuck out to me is the amazing difference in the size of the recruiting staffs that have changed like in the last two or three years. Yep. All right. My guy's up at Western Michigan. Uh, guys could Crowley as a GM. I mean, he's at Western Michigan. 
they roll in there seven deep. Seven dudes working in the recruiting department at Western Michigan. I was joking with him. I said, when I die, I want to come back and work for the Western Michigan recruiting staff. I want to, I want to be in charge of long snappers. I mean, dude, they got a, they have a posse rolling through there. And that's a group of five school, right? Well, we're trying to that, keep up with Eastern Michigan. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I was just uh, astonished at how many – I mean, the average age was probably 23, 24. I mean, young people in the business. Um, and then us old farts were there. And it was just – it was crazy. Um, and then this was a funny one. This is the part you like. So we're, we're quick you where we were set up. Right next to us was a uh, was a another company. I'm not going to say their name, but another company, and they were they were doing like stationery, right? Like note cards, letters, anything like that, right? The amount of staffs I, I moved my chair next to them so I could hear the amount of staffs that came by to take pictures of their opponent's stuff to turn them in to the NCAA because. All right, this is the stuff about the NCAA, like, has to change. You know, after that first meeting we have, that lunch meeting where I changed the initial eligibility rule, this is the part where we got to go through the NCAA rule book and clean some of this stuff out, right? Mm -hmm. So they're turning – they want to turn in their opponents for using illegal-sized note cards. All right, so the rule is, is when you send stationary to a recruit, the rule, NCAA rule – is it can't be any better than eight and a half, any bigger than eight and a half by eleven. So basically, this a, a sheet of paper. Yep. All right. Well, there were some that was out there, and you know, a little bigger and all that stuff. And this goes into the part where I said, keep the main thing, the main thing. Never had a kid tell me that he chose the other school because their their offer letter was three inches bigger than mine. That never happened. Okay. So you're saying size does not matter. Allegedly. <laughs> This episode brought to you by the Biden Harris administration, 2024. All right. So, all right, here, here's some serious stuff here. All right. All right. Ask me how I know hand raised guy. Ask me how I know those in glass houses do not throw stones. Look, when you're a young person in this business, don't be a snitch and turn people in. If you're a coach out there, don't snitch and turn people in because it usually works out worse for the people that that turn them in, okay? And here's what they think. They've been told, hey, you can turn them in. It stays completely anonymous. That's fallacy number one. Every single time that I was a part of a staff that we got turned in for something, this is how this conversation goes. Compliance will come in. They're like, hey, uh, we need to talk to you about something. Okay, what you got? And I just, you get used to it after time. It's like, you know, it's kind of like watching the news now, just waiting for <laughs> yeah. the next uh, Trump indictment. You're just like, oh, cool. You got By the way, it. I think there is another one coming out. Oh, great. So you just you don't even <laughs> it, pay attention it, anymore, it, right? It's apparently leaked on social media before it's even been served. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> but it's like you just another week, to it, right? another indictment, <laughs> another week, another yeah, conspiracy. You just don't pay attention. Hey, you know, that, that, that fire in Maui. Interesting. <laughs> You're like, yeah, 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 yeah sure. I can sure. see okay, it. Sure. Yeah, yeah great. A little warmer. <laughs> um, you just get immune to it. Hey, Tyler, this is, we got, this was reported, da, 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 da. My next words out of my mouth are, who turned us in? They know, compliance knows who turned you in. They're yeah. not, I don't think they're supposed to tell you. Right. The next words out of their mouth are exactly who turned you in. Right. All right. Now, I was very fortunate enough. To, like they'd say something like, I can't tell you, but it rhymes with Tennessee. No, they tell you. Yeah. They, no, they just tell you. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't even go that far. They just straight tell you. Yeah. So, 
I was fortunate enough to reach a spot, and I still get calls. I can't tell you, but it rhymes with Tippa Tippy State. <laughs> yeah, well, whoever it was, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I'm going to look at who turned me in. And when jobs come open, and because I try to tell young coaches, and, and especially in recruiting, you're not coaching there forever. You're going to need a job at some point in time. All right? You're like 23 years old. you got your whole career ahead of you. Yeah. All right? Don't be the guy, because I'd be like, man, fuck that guy. He he's he turned me in for for note cards. That was the first one today. I, I know it's good. good. You did I tried. good. I made I just it, what, 40 minutes. You did really well. I tried. I don't think you – yeah, you've done well. But, hey, but hey, yeah, right. it's 40 minutes. I, I I'm sorry. Bob, rain rage. Um, but this guy turned me in for freaking note cards or whatever it is. I'm going to remember that, and if, if somebody says, hey, what do you think about this guy? You're in the same league with him or whatever, I'm not going to promote – I'm not going to help that guy, and I try to help everybody. That's a way to make enemies fast. Don't snitch, okay? Yep. I can't tell you how many times I went on the road recruiting. Like, the bump rule is a big deal, right? I can't tell you how many times I'd go in and it would be some coach from another school holding court with a junior in the back office somewhere, okay? Don't snitch. Don't snitch because there's nothing he's going to tell that kid in May that's going to make him sign with them in December. Right. There's nothing. Right, right, right. So don't snitch. And, you know, just don't snitch. And don't and don't ask me how I know. Don't say we haven't done anything. Okay? Don't say we haven't done anything. Yeah. All right? Because those in glass houses don't throw stones. All right? Every single program in the country had, breaks the rules. Without question, there is not one person, one team on the planet that doesn't violate the NCAA rules. Not one team. Hell, there was a whole table full of violations to my right. Like you're now, it's not saying you're going to pay them and do all that shit, but you're going to break rules. And so, if you go, if you go and you don't want them coming to your place because it's like the IRS, man, they'll come on there looking for something, and then they'll find all kinds of stuff. So don't do that. Um, just don't snitch. That's the biggest thing. Biggest lesson is don't snitch, don't snitch. But yeah, that's. Ugh. All right. Um. And then the push to be a uh, big push, huge push. How about this? There is a petition, basically. Oh, I love this. I love where we're going with this. There's this is a, awesome. You're, this one's, I haven't told you this. This is going to blow your mind. Okay. There is a petition going around for all, um, all schools to not do photo shoots except on official visits. And here's the kicker. Do you know why it hasn't passed yet? No. There is one, like, uno school that's holding out. One school out of 130 that's holding out because they think that's the only way they're getting kids on campus. One. Will you tell me the school? I, off air. I'm not going to do it on air. <laughs> is it SEC? Hey, we'll do, I'll tell you off air. Okay. No, it's not an SEC not school. Not SEC. Okay. I will tell you that. It's not an SEC school, but it is a Power 5 school that's holding up this whole thing. And it's pissing everybody off. Oh, I can only imagine. Pissing everybody off. Because coaches hate those things. Coaches, recruiting staff is terrible. Like, everybody hates it. People don't understand. Like, we talk about budgets and stuff and mm-hmm. how much money we're wasting flying all over the place. Oh, yeah, yeah. How much money do you think gets wasted on photo shoots? You have to have, like, people. That's their job. It's brutal. It's insane. Brutal. It's one of the dumbest things ever. It's They're horrible. They, they, it's terrible. They, 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 nothing sucks the soul out of a human being more than a photo shoot of a 10th grader. No, what sucks the soul out of a human being mm-hmm. is when you're recruiting Neil McCready and he's got a posse of 72. Yeah. 
and the one that wants the full not the guy that's really good is like I mean I've had kids like coach I'm good yeah. I don't want to fill shoot but they will come visit you just so they're five foot three 122 pound senior running back will take a photo shoot and it's not just full photo shoot he brings his parents grandmothers aunts uncles sisters they want to get in uniform too oh no and it's no, like no. oh my no, gosh. no 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 make no. it stop mommy make it stop no just no it's, the kid can't be worth that we got one team holding this whole thing up one and then um the most interesting thing for me all weekend and so you have these big speakers right I can't make this up. The speaker for Saturday was Shannon Terry. All right. And I was like, do y'all think that he knows that he's coming in here to promote NIL and talk about how good it is and everything else to a room full of 600 people that hate the shit? <laughs> I mean, that's like a that's like a cocaine addict going to talk about the benefits of cocaine at, a, at an AA meeting. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I was like, man, this could go bad. And they limited the questions and they got him out of there pretty good. But he was good. Did good. I mean, did a good yeah, job. Yeah. And look, I what said, was the theme of his of his just nil talking about that stuff? And I, but I'm going to say this in Shannon's defense: if I had a hundred million dollars invested in a business that was dependent on it, hell, I'd be promoting the shit too. I, I'd be. I would make my. I would make myself believe how good it was, you know. And but the interesting thing is with the on three like the value nil evaluations, mm-hmm. it creates it does create a big problem for recruiting staffs. Because you have these 20 – now that you can have communication with the 25s, right, or the, that's the juniors, upcoming juniors, their parents – I mean, and they don't understand it. They go on there and they say, hey, he's worth X amount of dollars, and they're coming asking for that money, and that's not what their value is. Does I, that make look, sense? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into a site war thing because I don't care. Uh, not anymore. It's too late. Uh, <laughs> but I don't like this. I don't like their valuation thing. I think it's – I think it's – well, it's off like social I think it's media and seriously stuff. flawed. It's I mean, just, how, how it do creates you, problems. For here's what you're staff. here's what you're worth. You're worth what someone willing to pay. You. That is correct. That's what you're worth. And so when you establish, here's what his value is. It's like, well, no, if no one's offered him that, then no, that's not his value. So Grind's Grind's trying to get me prosecuted right here on the freaking chat. He's like, Are Troy and South Alabama breaking the rules for uh, recruits at their level? Did y'all cheat at Arkansas State? Yeah, you want me to come over here and t- tell you everything. But no, when I was talking about everybody breaks rules, it's yeah. little, like there are a gazillion rules, okay, um, that get broken unintentionally, but they're breaking the rules. It could be not filling out unofficial visit forms and turning them in. They could not be doing the proper paperwork. Um, there's so many things. You get in trouble these days for pocket dials. If I pocket dial a kid in my phone, if he's in my phone and I pocket dial him, then I'm going to get – I mean, there's stupid things that get broken all the time that they punish you for. Sleeping on the couch, bad. What happened? What was that about? That's the little <laughs> tonsil thing. Never heard of that. All right. Um, not knowing that a person is not the biological dad and feeding him because you thought he was. Stop. That'll get you. Stop. That'll get you. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I would like to have a job when I leave this podcast today. All right. We're letting a <laughs> letting a kid who's already signed and on campus but he can't move into his dorm yet have dinner at your house. That that spaghetti dinner with extra garlic bread, that'll get you. You know what's unique about the I will say this about the breaking the rules and not breaking the rules. I'll I'll say this. <laughs> the unique thing is everywhere I've worked, right? You have compliance departments. Certain compliance I've had compliance people that will basically say, "Here's the rule." 
Okay. And I will say like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll throw right. I'll throw right there. One of my favorite compliance people of all time, Julie Owen. Yeah. Okay. Where's Julie now? Memphis? She's at Kansas state, Kansas state. Julie would be like, Tyler, here's a rule. And I would, I would write down all my gray area stuff. And I'd be like, can I do this? And she would say like, it's not the rules. Green light. She didn't tell me to go do it. Yeah. She just said green light. But if she told you, ah, yeah, she goes, that's... she goes, I don't think that'd be a good idea. Then I knew I'm going to get my ass busted. If I do this, didn't do it. Okay. She, and then if, instead of turning people in, like, this is what I would do. If I saw something that I thought was against the rules, I would say, Julie, how are they doing this? And I viewed it as respect, right? Like, mm-hmm. so if you figured out how to, like, I, I, I took great respect in that. Like the person, you know, how we're talking about eight and a half by 11. I don't know who did it. I would love to give you credit if anybody knows who it is. But the first person, like you could only have like an image on eight and a half by 11, right? So somebody had the great idea of basically making this huge poster of the kid, right? Yep. But then cutting it up into eight and a half by 11 and then send it to him creating a puzzle where it made this big, you could put it together where it was like a massive deal. Yeah, I want to give credit to stuff like that's gray area. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Pretty smart. But then you have, I've also worked with some compliance people. I will not say their name. It's like the damn Gestapo, man. I mean, it's like, no, you can't do that. But I'll go look up the rule and see if you can. I mean, just Gestapo. I had one, um, I had one that would get mad at me for pocket dials. And I'd be like, come on, dog. I mean, like, what do you want me to do? Right. Like, I'm sorry. But it's against the rules. It happens. Um, And then you have the occasional which was my last NCAA investigation I had to go through. If you want to call it, it was an investigation, just didn't go on public. Had a high school coach turn us in one time. Mm-hmm. And for an, he was trying to entrap us that we were having a uh, bump with a kid. Um, karma, this guy doesn't coach anymore, so shocker. Shocker. I, I couldn't believe it. I was a high school coach. You don't treat coaches like this. He had a junior. That was good. And we were stopping by to say hello. He was letting his fandom get in the way, correct? He was a fan mm, of a of our rival. Yes. And his brother worked for that rival. Oh. And so he turned us in, for ha- which we didn't, because it felt real weird when we got there. Literally was in and out in 33 seconds. And he said the coaches that were there, and one of them wasn't there. And I was able to say, look, he wasn't there. This is what happened. And it dropped. But, like, don't snitch. Piss me off. That coach is not coaching anymore, by the way. Shocker. I'm stunned. All right, you got anything you need to pay before we finish this that bad boy up today? Uh, yeah, we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, that area, get in touch with our friends at Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, you know, DeSoto County, Horn Lake. It's hot as hell outside, too. Those areas. It's very warm. Call our friends at Southern, 662-429-4429. We are uh, also brought to you by our friends at uh, Game Changer Patches. Tyler's used Game Changer before. They, and they are a game changer. They, 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 They're they, a morning changer. <laughs> as the football season approaches, wherever you're tailgating, wherever you're tailgating, you, you want to be prepared. Because, look, it's going to be a little warm out there. You might start off with the mimosa, and then you switch to a couple of beers, and someone says, hey, you tried this bourbon? And before you know it, before you know it, you sort of run the alcohol gamut, and you're a little further down the road than you meant to be. Or you could be in just Vegas and start drinking at 9 o'clock in the morning. And that happens too. <laughs> but you can prepare for it. You can prepare for it with the warm-up patch, which you use before or while you drink. And then look when it's over and you go, oh boy, this day went a little differently than I thought it would. Slap that overtime patch on before you go to sleep. You'll wake up the next day ready to go. Ready to go. You'll feel much better. All natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for your next play. Just go to GameChangerPatch.com. GameChangerPatch.com. You can enter the promo code REBELGROVE20. I'm using this from our other podcast, but you can use it on this podcast because the people at Game Changer are awesome. Check out for uh, 20% off your uh, purchase. Get ready for your football season with GameChangerPatch.com. All right, Neil, do you know what time it is? It is time. I don't know what time it is. It is actually 2.52. It That's is time is. for college. We're, we're just going to drop the hammer today. Okay. We're going straight. We've talked about the ACC, the NFL, the SEC. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the schools. Mm-hmm. It's time to talk about our preseason college football playoff in the year of our Lord 2023 predictions. The four teams you think will make it. Okay. I will tell you this real quick before we do this. Tomorrow August 15th is the deadline. If you're going to announce that, hey, I'm not going to play in your league next year. Yep. You got to do it by tomorrow. The one thing people are watching today that's oh, moving a little. Don't, yeah, don't, a cu- a cu- don't, don't. A couple of things to watch for. This American slash Pac-4 merger apparently has some traction. Keep that in mind. They're doing whatever it takes to make Stanford happy and Stanford sort of driving the bus and the, the the bus is rolling. Not sure that it's going to go fast enough to get around the track, but it's not stationary. The bus is moving right now. So keep an eye on the ACC, Cal. I'm sorry, yeah. American or ACC? Hold on. I got it wrong. There's still some talk about ACC and Cal Stanford, although there's lots of pushback inside the league. There's a lot of traction with the uh, – with the AAC. American. Uh, Oliver Luck yeah. meet, meeting with uh, Oresco and some of the other AAC presidents to discuss various merger options. Looks like uh, George Kleokoff is probably out of a job. Uh, I look forward to the UAB Stanford game next year. ESPN reportedly open to the idea of canceling the AAC contract. And redoing it. And, uh, and the Apple deal for a PAAC, meaning the PAC 
with the AAC could be worth as much as fifteen million per school if the right schools are involved. Um, but yeah, well, the so, American would be all over that. Yeah, they'd sign up for. It'd that. be great for the American. Um, I don't know. I'm just. I had it down. I don't, I don't know. I'm just. I'm. I'm exhausted. I can't wait for tomorrow to get here. Um. All right. College football playoff predictions. All right. These are the four teams that you got showing up. And the end of December, early January. I don't know the first playoff date. Usually December 30th, 31st, January 1st, around there. All right. So before we do this, let's tell you real quick, the a, the uh, college AP poll is out. We talked about this at the okay. beginning of the show. Real quick, I'll roll through it. It's Georgia, number one. I know it's a shocker. Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU round out the top five. USC, Penn State, Florida State, Clemson, and Washington are six through ten. Texas comes in at eleven followed by Tennessee, Notre Dame, Utah, and Oregon. Uh, you mentioned uh, Julie Owen and Kansas State. The Wildcats are 16th, followed by TCU at 17, Oregon State at 18, Wisconsin, the Badgers are 19th, Oklahoma is 20, North Carolina is 21, Ole Miss is 22, Texas A&M 23, the Tulane Green Wave are 24, and the AP get it right, the coaches get it wrong, the Iowa Hawkeyes. <laughs> Or number 25. 25 on the poll, number one in your heart, Hawkeyes. Along with the preseason football lines, don't get your panties in a wad about the preseason AP poll. It all works itself out. Yes. Yes. All works itself out. Yes. You know what the preseason AP poll does? You know what that's for? It gets coaches fired. That's what it does. It sets expectations. It sets expectations. And there's teams in this poll going, oh, shit. So uh, in the terms of others receiving votes, by the way, let me see if I can find this. Um, I really can't. There were there, tons of SEC schools, as you might imagine, uh, received received votes. I might be able to pull it up here. It's like Texas Tech was like. Others receiving right? votes. Texas Tech <clears throat> is 26, South Carolina 27, UCLA, UTSA, Arkansas round out 27, sorry, 28 through 30. Boise State, Pittsburgh, Kentucky, Louisville, Troy, Kansas, Auburn, Minnesota, Toledo, Duke, Mississippi State, Florida, Illinois, Baylor, Coastal Carolina, South Alabama, NC State, not MC State, NC State, James Madison, and Liberty all received at least one vote. Do you get a vote? Are you kidding? No, no, no. I voted all the time when I was in Alabama, but now that I'm here, I'm... I'm too big of a fan to vote. I, there's there's, I vote. there's no way that I would be objective enough to possibly cast something as life important as an in Associated my, Press vote. In my new world, do I qualify to try to get a vote? Probably not. Probably not? No. All right. No, 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 no. I'd hate for somebody that actually knows anything about football to actually vote in a poll. You know, the thing was, when I voted in the poll, I took it very seriously. I would take it seriously. Yeah, I did. And so, Who watches more football and knows more about football? Like, how many coaches can watch? They should give all former coaches – that are not working, a vote. A vote. They can have the former coaches poll. A former coaches poll that watch football. You can call it the FCP. It'd either be that'd for, be a better poll than anything. Former you do. or fired coaches poll. Yeah, fire football coaches of America poll. All right, here we go. Dun, 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 dun. We got any drum roll sound effects over there? Uh, I don't. You don't. I don't. <laughs> All right, here we go. With no warning, no, I do not. With a shocker coming in, my first team that I would like to announce. For the 2023 college football playoff is, don't act surprised, the Georgia Bulldogs. No. Yes. Um, and you think Georgia's going to make I do. the playoff? I do. Wow. I think their schedule is uh, too easy for them. Yeah. I think they're just going to roll right on through her. 
Um, Tennessee is really the only game I see them having a challenge at all. Um, and I think they, they get there uh, relatively easy. Okay. So Georgia Bulldogs, my first one, that's not even worth discussing. I think if anybody argues with me on that, uh, seek better help. Okay. <coughs> Betterhelp.com slash right. MPW. You want to go? We want to roll to them, or you may just go all my four. Go for it. All right. Because I'm going to do mine off the cut because I didn't know we were doing this. until Now we're now we're starting to get into the people who are going to hate on me because my next three are probably not popular opinions. The second team that I have in the college football playoff is the Michigan Wolverines. Okay. Um, I think they have the most back from last year. Um, crazy stats. I'm like 80-something percent of their production on one side, 90 on the other. Um, I think they're loaded. I think they run rough shot through the Big Ten. I think they're really, really, really good. Now they know they got their coach. You know, I know they were very worried about not having their coach against the four non-cons this year. Mm -hmm. But, look, I I think they roll through the Big Ten. I think this is the best Michigan team that he's had. I think they're physical. I think they're nasty. I think they finally are playing with a little swagger. Um, I got the Michigan Wolverines being a national title contender in the college football playoff. Okay. I mean, they made it last year. Them. Two years ago, right? No, it was last year, wasn't it? Did they play last year? I don't know. I can't remember. CTE kicks in. Or did they not? I know they lost to Georgia two years last ago. Last year was Georgia, Ohio State, TCU, and um, Michigan. No. Mm-mm. LSU, no. Like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Beats me. CTE I, kicking in. Yeah, beats me. I, I don't remember. Team number three. The third team in the college football playoff that I'm fixing to get hammered with is the Texas Longhorns. I'm all in. And here's why. Hear okay. me out. Okay. I've heard people saying this over the last few days, and I'm like, man, they lost a bunch of games last year. It, even if Texas loses to Alabama, I think they're the best team in the Big 12, and I think they can win out. Okay. And with Alabama being early, even if they're 11-1, and one, a TCU, thank you. I don't know what the hell we were thinking, Dwight. Uh, TCU beat Michigan. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia, Georgia and Ohio State. Thank you, uh, Dwight. Sorry, CTE kicked in, guys. Um, I love what they're doing down there. Um, I think Quinn Ewers is a dude. I think the difference in them this year, and call me crazy, but the difference is they got they got quarterbacks behind him this year. And if, think, if things happen, I think they're going to yeah. be okay. They're better at receiver than they were a year ago. Um, they they're more talented than they were a year ago. I just it, I have a hard time with the whole multiple losses making it. It's too big of a jump. It's one of the reasons that I get mad at myself for how high I am on LSU. Is that LSU lost some games last year? Teams don't usually make five game jumps, right? I I like them, dude. I like them. I'm taking Texas to be the third my third team in the college football playoff. Okay. My last team, no one, yeah, whispering about it. Mm. They're whispering. Yeah, people are whispering. My fourth team in the college football playoff this year is the Florida State Seminoles. Okay. Florida State, they play LSU early. Even if they drop it, I think they're the best team in the in the uh, ACC. Um, I think they can go undefeated in the league. Obviously, they have to play Clemson. I give – Florida State, the edge in quarterback play. I really like the quarterback. 
I think they're there. I think, and that's if they even if they lose to LSU, I think there's enough time to get them there. I think they go undefeated. And out of my four picks, that's Georgia, Michigan, Texas, and Florida State. You don't see another SEC team in there. And I'm not saying that the SEC teams. I think the SEC West this year will cannibalize itself. It could. It's why, I'm, as, as I sit here and think about LSU, it's just, oh. It's just, they got, I mean, look, would, you got would, Alabama, would two, you got LSU. Would two loss LSU get in as a four? If one of the losses was in the SEC championship game to Georgia, would two loss SEC team 11-2 and two LSU get in as the four? I mean, it just depends, right? I mean, if, you, if you're going up against a, a team and like a Florida State was the 11-1 team and you beat them, yeah, sure. I could see that. But Okay. Well, in this scenario, that's – Let's yeah, say that's probably what happened. If that was the case, then yes, I, I will be, I'm with you there. But oh, sign me up for that drama, by the way. Oh, that would be drama. And then they would be like, don't worry, we got 12 teams coming in next year. <laughs> you know, but uh, it wasn't, you can't plan for oh, next year. Oh, I can't wait for 12. 12 is, 12 is going to be great. I wish they'd just go to 16. I, I, I will go on record as I hate the 14 playoff. Hate it. Um, it, it, it. It's just ripe with failure. I have waited for it to fail. It has always kind of worked out for them. I, I'm I would love for in its final season for it to be complete and total chaos. I would enjoy that. I because just, the the people who fought to keep it here for the sake of tradition and crap, I can't stand all that. I just, I don't know, man. I, I think I really like Florida State, man. I do. Okay. I'm going to have a very difficult time, very difficult time with this first game when they play LSU because I think those are two great teams. Okay. But you look at a team like Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. Alabama is going, especially early in the season, is going to have to win running the football. And if you can shut down their run, I think they're going to be great. You know, Austin says, Alabama in the chat, Austin says, book it, Alabama's going to lose three games. I'm not the one going to predict Alabama to lose three games. I'm not. They may, they may very well be in the playoff. I'm not the one that's going to pick against them. Um, I just think they may lose a game here or there, and then especially early in the season – until they can get the quarterback ready to go and, and, and get them comfortable. They're going to have to run the football, and there's some teams that can shut down the run early in the season. Um, and it's just a tough schedule. But Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, you got Ole Miss, you got Arkansas. Uh, who am I missing? Mississippi State, and who's the other one I'm missing in the, in the West? Whatever. You're Auburn. you got teams that can, that can sneak up and beat you on any given Saturday, it's just a very deep division, and I think they cannibalize themselves. Major, major news out of Iowa City. Cade McNamara's injury is just, just didn't break his leg. Nothing like that. It's just day-to-day. Had a little muscle spasm kind of a thing. It's going to be okay. He had a cramp. It's going to be okay. A little muscle issue. Muscle issue. Kirk Ferentz, leading candidate for – coach of the year says so it's unfortunate obviously but hopefully it's nothing too serious but that's as far as i want to go with my predictions um i want to see them play during the season anybody that predicts that's what the ap is like they were laughing this morning i saw that they uh last year was the most uh teams that were ranked in the preseason that ended unranked in the ap poll yeah because there's this thing called the transfer portal now it's impossible to predict I'm just going with established rosters that I know are good, and those are the four best with the schedule the way they are. That's right. why I picked them. Who you got? Uh, I, I won't. I won't. Uh, I'm not going to be as convincing because I've not put a ton of thought into this yet. But I, I'll go Georgia for sure. I'm going Southern Cal. Okay, I can see that. 
Um, I think Southern Cal's a one-loss Pac-12 champ that gets in. Okay. Um, I could easily go Michigan. I'll go Ohio State just for kicks and giggles. Okay. I think I think it will be the Big Ten champ. And then I think it will be a second SEC team. Okay. Um, Who you got? I'll go LSU because I'll just go all in. Why not? If you told me it was Alabama, I'd buy it. If you told me it was Tennessee, I'd buy it. You think a second East team could get in, though, over Georgia? Like two East teams can get in? Or you think it has to be a West team? Sure. If it's a scenario where a Tennessee team's 11-1 and one with one well, loss being okay. Georgia, sure. Fair. Why not? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I think it could be an 11-2 Alabama. It could be an 11-2 LSU. Um, it could be a 12-1 and one LSU where the SEC championship game is utterly meaningless. Yeah, two undefeated um, teams you know, or something. Yeah, you know, it, it, could, it could easily be that. Um, I, I do – the more I hear from people, maybe this is what we'll tease for Thursday. The more I hear from people around the West, I'm more and more convinced that you're right, that the West is going to consume itself. Um, I hear positives out of all seven camps. Yeah. Now, look, that's camp. And everybody gets optimistic about camp because you don't really have another team to compare yourself to this is very true and you start talking yourself into holy man we're really good but there are teams around the league that feel like they have shored up issues going into the season um and i don't think they're gonna win the west by any stretch of the right. imagination but a team that's going to have something to say about this this whole deal is auburn yeah, because Freeze is going to beat somebody that he's not supposed to beat, and it's going to knock him out. Well, I'll give you three teams in the West that I think are not going to win the West. I don't think any of these three teams have a chance to win the West, but I think all three of them have a chance to knock somebody in the top portion yeah. of the West off, and that's Auburn, Arkansas, and Mississippi State. I think all three of those teams. I don't think any of those three teams can win the West. Agree. But if you told me that all three of those teams beat individually somebody. beat somebody in the top four in the West, totally buy it. Based on Agree. what I'm hearing out of their camps, totally buy it. And look. I'm not going to be the guy that does it. But if you talk to people around Texas A&M, they'll tell you that so far in camp, this is Petrino's offense, and it looks good. Um, I can 100,000% concur what you just said. I mean, consistently hearing that from people who are normally pretty level-headed, saying, hey, so far, it's Petrino's offense, and it looks pretty good. And they got the roster. Well, they have the they, and they're better at quarterback than they were a year ago. They're settled at quarterback. They like him. He's not a world beater, but he's pretty solid, and he's picked up this offense pretty well. And uh, Petrino's really good with quarterbacks who know the system. And so, and then I'll tell you this: everything I hear out of LSU is that Jaden Daniels looks terrific. Yeah. Looks like a different quarterback. Um, I, I I can tell you, having seen it, that Jackson Dart looks like a different quarterback. Um, I know you're high on Dart. I love Dart. Um, you know, I, I hear. I think uh, I'm. I probably like him more than anybody. I think I like him more than his coach does. Just kind of touching on some things. <laughs> just touching on things that I've heard. I've heard that uh, there's a lot of optimism out of out of Tuscaloosa. People have joked about it about Saban's been pretty cheery or whatever. But I think Nick Saban likes the physicality of this team. Um, I hear that Arkansas feels like it really addressed its defensive front from a year ago, that it was a problem a year ago, and that they feel like it's got a chance to be a strength this time around, that they're a lot bigger. They did well in the portal at defensive line. That they, they, they feel like they're they're going to be a much better team in the front seven uh, than they were a year ago. Agree. So there's just kind of a lot there where if you told me the West eats itself up, I, I get it. I buy it 100%. All right, last thing, Neil. We'll hang this thing up. 
punishments for our our deal. Okay. Okay. Yep. Not going to bring any punishments. I have a, I have something I would like to propose to you. Okay. All right. Our good friend Bob mm-hmm. and Monster Energy. Yes. Rain, drink it. Had a great suggestion. Okay. And I and I'm willing to do it if you're willing to do it. Has nothing to do with punishment. Okay. Last fall, we finished and I beat you by 12 units. So I mean, not anyway, I was counting, but yeah. Well, I went back and looked. Okay. I went back I'm, and looked. I'm kidding. I beat you by 12 units last year at the end of the season. I would like to offer a handicap for our competition. So as we go into the season, it would be Tyler minus 12. So I have to beat you by 13 units. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'll take any charity that I can get. Uh, if you would like to take that offer, that offer is on the table. I mean, I, I one of my concerns for the early portion of this uh, competition, as we start to, as we wrap up, I, I I know that I'm going to be at highest jeopardy level early in the season because um, if the next two weeks go the way I think they could go for my my guys in pinstripes, um, you're going to be disengaged early. I, I'm going to be until October pretty locked in <laughs> in September on pennant races. I'm going to be like watching whoever the Brewers are playing yeah. and, and the Cubs, and um, that's going to lead to some Saturdays and Sundays where I should be watching football and you're watching baseball and my heart, my, my eyes are watching football, but my heart's with baseball. That's, that's happened in the past. And I look up and I'm like, I don't know these teams. And so that that's, that's a concern of mine moving into the season. So do you, the last few years, the Cubs were out by the time the football season rolled around. So I was locked in this year and look, they could collapse, but it doesn't look like they're going to collapse in the next two weeks. All right, so are you willing to accept this deal before we figure out what the punishment is? Yeah, giving me 12 games? I mean, sure, why not? Okay. Because I'm I'm not going to win anyway. I'll go. But at least it makes it more interesting. Well, that's what it was last year. Right. And so it's Tyler minus 12, so I have to beat you by 13 to win. Okay. If it hits dead on 12, we both have to do it. Okay, that's fine. Is that fair? Sure. All right, so – Going whatever we decide, and then look, guys, y'all been great. Y'all been sending some stuff. Make sure on social media, the direct messages, DMs are open on Twitter, on um, TikTok, and on Instagram. Send those. We got them all written down, and then we're gonna find. Let's do this. Let's try to find four that you agree to. Yeah. All right. That you agree. I will do literally anything but heights and eating crazy shit. I ain't you, swimming with sharks either. And, and, no, I'm not either. And you can't do Someone proposed an ultra marathon, but I don't think your body would let you run I would run fucking that die. Like, right, right. Like, your, dude, your, your legs, your feet, your knees and stuff. Yeah, you, couldn't run that, you couldn't run that far. No, right. I would. Like, I like the ultra ultra marathon idea as this 26.2 miles wasn't enough. <laughs> like, you want to throw it in. <laughs> what did you tell me it was, 30-something? It's 31 point yeah. something. Like, the 26 is not enough, so I got to get to 30. Um, yeah, I have a physical handicap yes, that would, yes. that would pre- prevent me from, I could do it, but I would probably, I would probably need a uh, surgery. Afterwards. Well, and I think doing anything that could lead to injury is dumb. Yeah. And I, I there are, there are people in, I mean, certain injuries there are I'm okay with. people in my inner circle who are like, don't do something where you get hurt. That would be really stupid. You, so I, I'm, I'm listening to them as well. So. Well, this, uh, a buddy at the office said we should try out for a, uh, try out for like the XFL. Yeah. See, I heard that and that's got. Snapping I could a, probably get that arranged. That's got snapping Achilles written all over. Yeah, I would end up because here's my problem is I would try to take it semi seriously and show up in shape and do something like competitive in me. Yeah. I can go for a couple reps. 
I mean, do you know what a torn hamstring to one of us would be? I mean, it would be oh, it's terrible. You wouldn't even be able to sit here and do the show. Like I saw Tom Allen, who's the head coach at Indiana. Now. Yeah, we used to have fantasy camp. All right, and so Freeze's thing on fantasy camp would we would do seven on seven versus like the boosters and stuff, and then that wasn't good enough. We came to when we got to Ole Miss during holidays during bowl prep. Yeah, we went seven on seven against the players. Oh, okay. Well, we had a squad now. Let's don't, you know, we're good for a little bit. But we, we had it at the 25 and in, you know. So right, right. But it was like me, Grant Hurd, uh, you know, Maurice Harris played quarterback in college. So we had a, we had a squad, and we were we were doing them dirty. They got mad. But we wouldn't let them put, like, the starters out there, putting people we could actually yeah. score on a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, would, I hurt for about three or four days. But our good friend Tom Allen took this so serious, okay. We're at Arkansas State. It was, like, in July. Um, and he spats up. And he's like, I black the whole deal. He went so hard that he like fell out, and we had to bring the like the <laughs> ambulance had to come get him. And he was in the hospital he's for like so three in, days. He's so intense. He was in the hospital for three days. Yeah, like his, you know, when your kidney levels yeah, go down yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like Crazy. his kidneys were shutting down. Yeah, because I mean, he was going hard. He's so <laughs> no. intense. I saw that dude get his tooth knocked out in Oklahoma drill because he jumped it. Like, like Tom, what are you doing? Dude? I saw it at Ole Miss. He got it. That was when it was. Yeah, yeah. He. Sorry. he jumped in the pile for the ball and knocked his teeth out. I'm like, dude, a little, a little much. But So it's right. Tyler minus 12. Okay, fair enough. All right, we'll uh, we'll wrap it there. Be back on uh, Thursday is the plan for another edition of McCready and Siski powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Don't forget, our friends at Rain have been awesome to us over the last Studs. Uh, year plus as we in our, we're in our second year now, the big show. Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams natural caffeine. BCAA's electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. For Tyler, I'm Neil. Until next time, take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.